Okay, good morning. I'm excited about this day, and I'm going to tell you why. This day is Pentecost Sunday. And so I'd like for you to turn in your scriptures to Acts chapter 2 as we talk about Pentecost today. Now, the birth of our children is a great time in our life, right? Why, of course it is. And mom and dad, now picture this scene. Mom and dad are in the delivery room, and man, it's, it's excitement back there. Oh yeah, there's the pain, there's the discomfort, but there's excitement. And when mom has that baby, she uh, has tears and she has a smile and dad has the camera taking pictures of the baby. You, you know, many of you have been there yourself. And uh, man, it's a great day in the life of that young couple. Think about businesses opening up. I, I know there's mega businesses, multi-millions uh, of dollars being made, but when they first started out, it, it was tough going. And they didn't know if it was gonna float. Would anybody come? Would anybody purchase? Uh, they didn't know. And then now today we've got things like Zoom and, and TikTok and we got all kinds of things. I guess they're fairly new compared to Google and uh, Apple and things like that. And then there's local businesses here. Well, you know, I enjoy uh, Lily's uh, hot dogs and, and I enjoy uh, Recharge Coffee. And I haven't been yet, but I, I hear there's a new restaurant over at the mall, uh, the uh, uh, Chef Vaughn Kitchen. Well, you know, when you start out a new business, it's, it's exciting. And yet you're wondering, will they come? Will they participate? Will they purchase? Will they buy? I appreciate the work of new church planning. I'm very familiar with Waypoint Church Planners in Virginia and North Carolina and respect that work. But right here in our own uh, back door, Chicagoland, Lance Hurley and Ignite Church Planters uh, do a wonderful job. God bless them. It's exciting to plant a new church work and watch it grow. But there's that excitement, but there's that concern. Will they come? Will they uh, come and be part of our church family. Well, Acts chapter 2, today is May 31st in the year 2020, and it's Pentecost. So having turned to Acts chapter 2, how exciting the work that God was going to do in Jerusalem, bringing the, back the kingdom that He promised. It's exciting, it's nerve-wracking, but will the people understand what God is doing? Will they come to the kingdom Let's pick up where we left off, Resurrection Weekend. Yeah, yeah, that time when we call Easter. When was that? Well, it was 50 days ago. 50 days ago, and because Pentecost itself means 50th, and so it started on the second day of Passover. In Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, Jesus stays on the earth 40 days after His resurrection. And the Bible is very explicit where it says that He was teaching the things of the kingdom. And then in that, continuing in that chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, uh, Jesus' ascension into heaven and the conversation the angels had with the apostles as they watched Him go in the clouds into heaven. And they pronounced that one day He'll be coming back in those clouds just the way He went away. And then in Acts 1, 15 through 26, is the selection of the new apostle that was going to take the place of Judas Iscariot. It was an exciting time. It's in that chapter 1 and verse 8 where uh, Jesus said, But you will receive power of the Holy Spirit 
The Holy Spirit will come upon you. He was speaking to the apostles. And so uh, you've turned to Acts chapter 2 and you're looking at verse 1 with me. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. So the question has to be asked, what is Pentecost? And what is the answer? Well, it's sort of like our Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving here in America is American tradition. This was Jewish, and it was a feast. It was called Pentecost, meaning 50th. And uh, it starts out in the book of Exodus, the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of First Fruits. It's where you receive the crops, see? Just like our Thanksgiving, we're grateful for the, the produce of the harvest that God blessed us with. Well, they have uh, the crops that have come in as well. And it starts on the second day of Passover. It continues for seven complete weeks or 49 days. And then it's that 50th day that is Pentecost. Now, they were required to bring a free will offering. They were required per family to bring two loaves of leavened bread. And then they were required to bring two lambs for the sacrifice uh, as a thank offering to the Lord. And that, that's why I compared it to our Thanksgiving. For Christians, the church came at Pentecost. This new kingdom was preached by John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, where he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then it was preached by Jesus, the very same message in Matthew chapter 4. He said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It wasn't in hand, but it was soon. It was coming soon, and it would happen on Pentecost after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection from the dead. And so uh, the temple, uh, the temple map there on the screen, uh, the Gentile, man, they came from everywhere, hundreds of thousands of Jews. It was maxed out. They came from everywhere to fill up the court of the Gentiles, the court of women. People were everywhere. And that's when it happened, the birthday of the church, where God sent upon the 15 uh, dialects of, of, the, of uh, the people groups, uh, 12 different languages spoken by the apostles. The, the apostles, unlearned men, spoke fluently foreign languages without ever studying them. And they spoke the gospel in those languages that day on Pentecost. The Holy Spirit blessed them. Cloven tongues of fire uh, were on top of their heads. And we don't know how tall that flame was. Hey, listen, if you're speaking fluently foreign languages and the crowd knew that you didn't know those languages, that's a miracle. And if you had any kind of a fire on top of your head, it's going to draw attention, whether it's a two, three-inch flame or if it's a ten-foot flame. But there was a fire on top of their heads to gain a crowd. And boy, did they gain a crowd. The birthday of the church, celebrating the coming of the kingdom of God, a.k.a. the bride of Christ, the body of Jesus, the church. For centuries, the priests and rabbis taught that the kingdom of David would be revisited. They looked forward to it, and it would be a great day for God's people when the Messiah would come and usher in His kingdom, and it would be accompanied by power. We've already talked about the speaking in tongues. We've already talked about the fire on top of the apostles' heads. I appreciate the praise team reading the scriptures uh, of these verses in the worship hour. 
uh, Peter told the crowd the message of the life, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ, and it starts out. Now, he begins talking in verse 14 when he took his stand with the eleven, and he was going to explain to them that these people speaking in foreign languages are not drunk. But this was a fulfillment of what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the Old Testament in chapter 2. And he explains all of that. His message begins in verse 22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God. And then he, he says what the message is about. You nailed him to the cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up, verse 24, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held by its power. Mercy's sake, the birthday of the church came with power. And they felt uh, touched in spirit, in their heart, because it says in verses 37 through 39, after Peter said in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified, they begin to speak out. I don't know if it was the end of the message or not. But they, they had, were, were speaking out, and, and when they heard this, verse 37, they were pierced to the heart. That means they were wounded in their conscience. They were hurt to the core. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what, what shall we do? And Peter told them in verse 38 to repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. On this day, Peter uh, preached the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. It was a message about the forgiveness of sins. And, and you can imagine, finally, being forgiven of your sins. See, the Old Testament sacrifices rolled back their sins for another year. They had to come back and sacrifice again. But through Jesus' sacrifice, you and I are forgiven forever of our sins. Knowing that we are right before God, what peace, what comfort, what joy, what celebration you and I have experienced because we gave our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not based upon law-keeping, the laws of the Old Testament. It's not based upon uh, how much money you have and how much money you could pay. It's not based upon that. Quit thinking like that. It's not based upon how many good works you've got to do before you get saved. It's not based upon that. It's not based upon your education or the nice home you live in or don't live in. It's based upon Jesus Christ and His love for us and His sacrifice. It's based upon grace and mercy and love. It's based upon faith that you would receive the Word. And the Holy Spirit and Peter did their part that day. The people had to do their part. They had to accept the gospel and obey it. Praise God. Jesus has leveled the playing field. 
and has given us a relationship with the Father based upon His sacrifice. And so we come to Him in faith, believing, trusting, obeying. He's making it right. What the devil destroyed in the Garden of Eden, Jesus made it right on the cross of Calvary when He bled and died for us. 3,000 people, that is, the Bible says 3,000 souls uh, were uh, answering the call of Messiah Jesus. And they were baptized into Him, into the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The coming of the kingdom took place that day. What might be coined as life's most important question followed Peter's message that day on Pentecost, leaving no doubt about the answer to the human dilemma. And that is, he spoke and said, repent and be baptized. These two things were commanded. Nothing else was added. Repentance and water baptism are where a person embraces the risen Lord, and appropriates the work of the cross of Calvary in their life to confess their sins in prayer and to be immersed in water. Let me read that again. The proclamation of the results of doing that is found in verse 38. Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now those are two gifts of grace, the Holy Spirit and to be forgiven of your sins. The knowledge of the results of repenting and being baptized brought gladness and joy in their hearts the same way it does for us today. In Acts 2 and verse 41 it says, So then those who had received His word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. Have you received the word? I know you believe in Jesus. I, I know that you're seeking Him. I know you want to grow closer to the Lord. And that's why we, we worship the Lord. And right now, because of COVID-19, we're doing it through a media means. But have you received the word? See, some of you never got baptized. And I know why you didn't. You didn't receive the Word. Receive the Word and obey the Word today. Give us a call. Now there are earmarks of the new kingdom and they're listed in the text. In verse 42 it reads, They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Those are the things that kingdom people did in the beginning, and that's what kingdom people should be practicing today. And I encourage you, if you're not in a church fellowship, yeah, I'm going to talk about that again. If you're not in a church fellowship, join one. Get in one. If you're not saved, get saved through Jesus Christ and Him only. The earmarks are... We're in the teachings of the apostles. We're into fellowship. We're into the breaking of bread, and that is remembering His sacrifice through the Lord's Supper on the Lord's Day. And we're into prayers. We're into praying. Verse 43, uh, they're feeling a sense of awe as miracles from the apostles' hands are being performed. In verses 44 and 45, they are meeting each other's needs. You see, they're doing life together. 
And that's what's so beautiful about it. We're, we're not borrowing the European model of church where you just go and sit and watch what happens. But, but church is, is participating one with another, doing life together in the name of Jesus. Pentecost, the power of God, the church came on Pentecost. A joyful praise. It's all about coming together. An incredible, unbelievable joy came into the life of each believer as they placed their faith in the Messiah. Now, I'm going to go back to a text that we have talked about before in this, and it's Matthew's uh, Gospel, uh, chapter 16. I want to read 16 through 18. Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now, I love that. Tim Cole shared in his newsletter in Waypoint Church Planners an illustration about the Apollo 13 it was a dramatic story of the lunar mission being completely rerouted after they experienced an explosion on the ship. On the ground, people at Mission Control quickly assessed their options on how to get the crew uh, safely back home. NASA director said, This could be the worst disaster we've ever experienced. Undaunted, NASA flight chief Gene Franz defiantly interjected, With all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Several months ago, COVID-19 came to our shores of America. The church and her leadership have been rerouted. Church leadership have huddled, assessing how to keep the church on track and some may feel the pandemic could be one of the worst disasters the church has ever faced. I promise you, it's not. I promise you, it's not. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And I'm pretty sure that includes a pandemic. So, this is a big deal. The pandemic, and this is a big deal, Pentecost because of Pentecost power that came from the Holy Spirit that day. It's so important for us to focus on this power. It's so important for us to claim it as Christians. It's so important for us to acknowledge the birthday of the church when the kingdom of God, the bride of Christ, the prophesied Lord came. In conclusion today, this kingdom was prophesied by the Old Testament prophets. This kingdom was preached by John the Baptist and Jesus. And this kingdom is proclaimed in the church today. While in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, I love this text. For he, Jesus, rescued us from the domain of darkness, and he's transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. And so he's taken us out of the kingdom of darkness and he's transferred us into the kingdom of light and love and grace and mercy and, and the Holy Spirit. What a great day in the church to celebrate Pentecost. Now that's not too hard to understand. I hope it's not for you. 
We're a broken world. It, it is so obvious, isn't it? What took place in Chicago last night? What took place in St. Paul, Minnesota? We live in a, a horribly broken world. But I promise you, to, to those that there had a loved one shot, to those that did the shooting, to the people that are doing the rioting, rioting the answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is to come into His saving grace and experience His love and His power and His logic, His love. Please, give your life to Jesus Christ. That through the mission of Jesus Messiah, they can be saved. We are changed from darkness to kingdom. He transferred us from one kingdom to God's kingdom. I want to read from the Revelation uh, letter in the back of your Bibles in chapter 1, 5, and 6. reads this way. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, and listen, released us from our sins by his blood. He has made us to be a kingdom. Amen. God be praised. I want to close with the three scriptures of where this Pentecost power was heading. What was it all about? Well, in closing, in Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27 says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Then in Luke's gospel, uh, chapter 8, verse 15, it's talking about the, the sower, the parable of the sower. And we normally read Matthew's account in that. But Luke gave a very interesting concept here in Luke 8, 15. But the seed of the good soil... These are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Then Romans 2, 29, But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart. It's by the Spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from men, but from God. I want you to meditate on what Pentecost is to the Christian, the birthday of the kingdom, the coming of the Spirit. And I invite you, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you do that. You make up your mind. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it today, and I'm going to call somebody that can instruct me to repent of my sins, to confess His name before believers and before the world, and be baptized into Him. We'll be glad at the Christian Church of Mantino to help you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Pentecost Sunday. I thank you for your word, that we have received this word. And God, thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. We are not a perfect people. We are a broken people. We are a broken society. And we thank you for the healing that comes through Christ. Bless these that have heard the word today. I'm praying for a friend of mine, dear God, that has uh, COVID-19. And I ask your, your miracle to be in his life. I ask you to bless him in Jesus' name. Amen.